You can't get enough, and we can't give you enough. It's Rick's Horror Movie Review Show. Rick's Rated R Horror Movie Review Show, where we, and by we, I mean me, don't you mean us? And by me, I mean us. Review horror movies, horror TV shows, anything and everything that has to do with horror. That story your grandmother told you once you actually shut up and you don't understand, grandmother. Grandma, I shut up. Why are you still telling me horror stories? We'll review that shit here too. Because around here, we love shit that has to do with scary stuff like demons. Possession of the demonic kind. Curses, as we'll see in this film. Religious entities. Cults. Ghosts, of course. Demons. I said demons already. Fuck it. Double demons. A scary, creepy tunnel that you should probably avoid. We love horror around here, and we love exploring every subgenre of the horror genre in rental. And tonight, well, we're going to go back to back. What do you say? Back to back championships? I mean, I think so. I think that's a very appropriate expression because we're going to do another found footage uh, film as a, as a review. And the last one we did was also a found footage review. So yeah, I, I guess you could definitely say that we are going to, going to go back to back. I hope the episode is as good as the last one, though. If there's one thing that you can count on is on every single episode of Rick's horror movie review show being good, but more importantly, oh, Lord, you're going to say that every one of those specials, uh, I'm sorry, oh, hey, do you need to do your voice exercises now? Oh, I think so, because I'm the one messing up now. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, no, brown a cow. Okay, I did it. But now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Lordy. Oh, no, I'm just confused. I think you were going to say that. I say that every episode is special. I mean, you do say that every episode is special. I, I don't understand. Why is every episode special? Well, because, you know, well, special people <laughs> make special episodes. Oh, Lord. Now you're just tooting your own horn. You know, well, let's just get on with the review because otherwise you're just going to, you're just leading the audience astray with your stuff. All right, let's get on to it. So, yes, tonight's episode, in tonight's episode, we're going to talk about a movie called Incantation. Did you watch it? I hope so. I watched it. I know you watched it. I'm talking, I'm talking to the audience here. Oh, we're talking to the audience. I don't know where you talk to the audience. We talk to the audience. Lots. And if you're out there listening right now, make sure to follow us on the old socials at rick's horror everywhere on the instagrams and the facebooks and all that other good stuff we have it youtubes you name it it's there at rick's horror oh that's good that's that's a good social thing thank you anyway if you are new to the show which we really hope you're not but if you are welcome welcome to rick's rated r horror movie review show around here we have a very simple format we talk about the things that i like in a movie Otherwise, I would just name a bunch of things I liked, right? We should be very specific. I mean, we like a lot of things, don't we? Yeah, we do. So the things I like, the things I didn't like, and then we'll do a plot review and commentary. We won't do analysis because we're not experts. We just like doing this shit. And it's fun, right? Absolutely. I think horror movies are an amazing, amazing genre. 
so many different sub genres to explore as we're doing so right now. That's right. And then we'll do a rating. So why don't we just jump in? The things I liked about this film. Ah, it's another found footage style film, which uh, this is the second one in a row, which means we must like it. Uh, I did. I, I really liked that. I, uh, I really enjoyed the found footage style film. And I also really enjoyed the fact that they're explaining to us why there's found footage. She's doing a life journal. I think uh, the main character of the movie, uh, mom, Lee Ronan. And uh, she's doing this as a memento, she explains in the story. Good, good for that. I appreciate that. Otherwise, if it's just found footage and who found it, why, why, why was it being recorded? What was the point? So it's a life journal and uh, yeah, good, good. Uh, thank you. Thank you for explaining that to me. I appreciate that. I, I want an explanation. If you're, not, if you're new to the show, or if you know about the show already, you know that Rick likes to know explanation for everything. I mean, everything. Sometimes it's too much. No, 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 no. There is never enough explanation. Mm, maybe. Maybe there's too much explanation in this one. Mm. Mm, too much explanation there is. Oh, Lord, Lord. Do you like... You do Yoda too? Oh, Lord. Nah, I think Yoda is kind of easy to do, honestly. You want to try Ah, oh, no. I definitely do not want to try uh, doing Yoda. That's probably... Maybe, maybe another episode. Maybe another episode. Are you sure? How many opportunities are you going to get to do a Yoda? I mean... Oh, Lord. All right, I'll give it a shot. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Um, can I tell... I can't explain it. Wow, actually, that's not too bad. I don't know what you said, but it sounded Yoda-ish. So, yeah, not bad. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I just kind of got messed up in the middle of the, of the uh, impression. I actually, thought, I actually forgot what I wanted to say. That's all right. Just keep practicing. You'll get there. All right. Anyway, uh, this story is an explanation of taboos and curses, which is fun. Uh, I loved it. Uh, it's a different kind of horror story, and it's certainly a different kind of horror that I'm used to, and uh, I was really intrigued by it, and I'm glad I saw it. It was, uh, it was definitely different. Um, I'm better for it. Uh, different experience, different expression. I didn't, I didn't like everything about it, which we'll get into. As a matter of fact, why don't we just talk about the things I didn't like? Uh, I saw this, this movie is Taiwanese, and so I used, uh, obviously... Uh, captions and it was translated or dubbed into English which frankly was not great some of the voice actors were really kind of annoying personally um, I didn't appreciate it it sounded too humorous at times especially um, one of the characters uh, Dom's cousin Yuan he was frankly a little bit annoying to me uh, I mean I don't know exactly I think is that they're voice acting a character's acting right it's a tough gig I get it but uh, I just felt like he was it's too comedic, and I appreciate a little comedy. I really do, um, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, I just felt like the character, or the gentleman who was doing the voice acting for that character, just uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, to be honest. But um, most of them, I think, were not not great, not great voice acting, but I guess decent enough to convey the message. And who knows how much was lost in the translation. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the voice acting, eh, not great. Uh, the pacing was also a little off. I felt like this movie was a little longer than it needed to be. It runs at about, 
an hour and 51 minutes, which is a little long to tell a story like this, to be honest. I thought you liked the explanation. Ah, I knew, I knew I was, you're right. You were you're absolutely right. But not all of the story was explanation. I felt some of it was just, you know, poor pacing and going back and forth. Like you've established that this kid is this, and now you need to do this and now do it. But this story was like, well, let's establish that the kid is this. But first, let's go back to the past. And then, and you thought I wasn't going to be able to say this anymore. Oh, Lord, here it comes. We got to go back to the future, Marty. Something's got to be done about your children. They're cursed. Oh, okay, now. And I incorporated a part of the story here. Very good. Yeah. You're right. I did incorporate part of the story. Pat myself on the back. Anyway, uh, voice acting was not great. Pacing was a little off, a little too long. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get into the story now. So this story is about a woman. The story is about a woman who's narrating the film. And one of the first things that she does is she's asking you, the, she's talking directly to the camera. There's no fourth wall here. It's broken. And Lee Ronan is talking to the camera and she's asking us, the viewer, to memorize an insignia and then to start to chant an incantation to send blessings and lift the curse from her six-year-old daughter, Dodo. And so we see this image and we're asked to chant along because this lift the curse. You know what? We're the audience. We want to help the kids. So fuck it. Let's chant at some bitch. We start chanting along, right? And we're helping the audience. At least I did. Uh, you know, I also was chanting along. Uh, so I also wanted to facilitate the lifting of the curse, uh, as you just described. That's right. So she tells us that, uh, you know, she broke some taboo. And by chanting this uh, chant, then we would help, uh, you know, send... Uh, blessings uh, to her daughter Dodo, and therefore her daughter Dodo would be spared from whatever it is that you know, is whatever is supposed to be done. Anyway, the chant and the incantation is done all. Th- I'm sorry, the chant is done all throughout the film. So this isn't the first. Well, this is the first, but it won't be the last time we hear, right? It's not. Kind of like it actually. Should we turn it into our new intro? Ah, I don't think I think we have a pretty good intro as it is already. I don't think you, I don't think you need to change it for that. You're right. I think we have a pretty good intro. Anyway, uh, so we are now. Uh, well, first and foremost, the story goes back and forth. That I just mentioned it in the present, uh, as the woman is talking to the camera, she's making a life journal for her daughter. So it's this thing, kind of like a man, a method of documenting uh, the events for her daughter. And the reason why we're doing this, I'm assuming, uh, I don't think it's necessarily explained, it was because she, uh, the daughter, is in a foster home right now. And the reason for that was because her mother gave her up. And we're now picking up the story where Ronan is attempting to pick up Dodo from the foster home to bring her to home, to bring her home to, I know, brown cat. Ah, they didn't even have to remind you that time. You're right. So now we're picking Dodo up and Dodo is in a foster home and now her mother is picking her up and she's going to go live with her mother. 
And there's scenes of her picking up from the foster care and talking to the gentleman there at the foster care who runs the foster care because he never had any children. We don't know the reason why, but he just isn't. Uh, but uh, he also means the missing. Um, but why are you recording all of this? Oh, this is mom- this is a memento for my daughter. And uh, I'm just recording everything. I just got this camera. And it's an amazing camera. And I'm just recording everything for her. Uh, as a memento, do you understand? This is not some weird, just crazy person who's going to put her up on the YouTubes. <laughs> no, this is simply for her. This is for her and her memories. And Ming, the, the person who works and is taking care of uh, the daughter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That makes complete sense. Oh, please go on. Continue filming. You want me to talk in your footage? Sure, I'll talk. What questions would you like me to answer? <laughs> and that's what I was talking about, the, the voice acting being a little over the top. But they literally sound like that. <laughs> go, go watch it if you watch it in English. Oh, so you're recording for your daughter. Oh, phenomenal. What? Well, yeah, you want to ask me questions? Sure, I'll sit in front of your camera. Ah, Mr. Ming, um, why do you like working at a daycare? Why do you like working at a kindergarten and a foster home? Is there something interesting about this? Well, <laughs> that's a funny question you ask. The reason I like this is because, well, <laughs> I've never had any children of my own. It kind of makes me feel like these are my kids. <laughs> In fact, those are very special. She actually calls me daddy, which is <laughs> something <laughs> none of the other <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he calls me daddy which is something none of the other kids have ever done I'm sorry I ruined your footage let me go back to just being a happy old man here and uh, yeah that's the reason why I like working here and that's the reason why Dodo is so special to me <laughs> would you like to me uh, to say more about this in this footage of yours no, I think that's quite all right. I think you've said enough. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now we'll have a life journal for Dodo and she'll remember everything and I'll certainly remember you. And then we move on to a scene where Dodo is brought home. So it really starts to pick up very, very quickly. Picks her up at the uh, daycare. Her mother does. And she brings her home. And suddenly, Dodo, who's about six years old, starts talking about the baddies. Mommy! Mommy, there's the baddie! Mommy, the baddie's up there! Mommy! Do you see the baddie? He's in the light! Mommy, can you go get the baddie? Hold his hand! The baddie wants you to hold his hand and lead him away. And as she's doing this, she actually goes, Ronan, the mother goes into the girl's room. And there's nothing there, obviously, but the little girl sees something in her light. Uh, uh, ceiling light. And is asking mommy to lead it away. And she grabs, supposedly, right? Just pretends like she's grabbing this entity or whatever it is. And starts to walk it out of the room. Towards the outside. And we see her walking this entity through the living room and to what presumably what is the outside or the terrace or the patio of where they live. And as she's walking her outside, you see Dodo looking towards the ceiling and we, the viewers, see something shadowy, some entity. The crazy shit is already starting to happen and Dodo just literally left 
the kindergarten. <laughs> Hi, this is Mr. Ming. Perhaps Dodo should have stayed with me. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with Mr. Ming. I think Dodo should have probably stayed back at the uh, at the foster home location. But, you know, uh, Ronan did her thing that she needed to do to get her daughter back. And, you know, hey, good for her. Um, but anyway, we have flashback scenes now of of, um, of Ronan and her then boyfriend, Dom, and Dom's cousin, Yuan. And they're very much documenting their they're, they're, they're documenting their story as ghost hunters. Was it Ghostbusters? Actually, they called themselves Ghostbusters. Yeah, they did call themselves Ghostbusters. You're right. And they are ghost hunters, and they're documenting stuff for the YouTube channel. And this is six years before you know the events that we just saw. And we see them on their way to you know some village or something, some some location, and it's super remote. Uh, and this village, which by the way is, you know, very interesting looking to begin with, a remote part of uh, Taiwan, or I don't know, it's just a weird, interesting location to be. And they come upon a red door, and it's very, very interesting and very secluded, up perched on a hill somewhere. And they enter, where they are greeted by Dom's and Juan's relatives who are worshipping something. And, uh,. Now they immediately point out, uh, they immediately point out Ronan. And uh, I think his great uncle, they said Dom's great uncle, was very happy to see. Dom, you're here, phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> and you brought Yuan. Oh, Yuan, thank you so much for coming. Is that a camera back there? Why are you recording all of this? <laughs> very funny. You're a very funny man, Yuan. Oh, but who is this? Who is this, Dom? I told you no guests. Dom, I told you. No guess. I mean, Dom. <laughs> I thought I was very clear about the phone. Family only. <laughs> Who are you, young lady? Uh, what is your name? Oh. And starts questioning Ronan and why she's there. And suddenly, an, an elderly woman walks around the car and, like, thrusts himself, herself, through the driver's side window and grabs Ronan's hand and starts reading her hand and not saying anything, but I guess it was okay for her to, to join, because the next scene we see is them uh, inside this, you know, clan or village or whatever they, uh, wherever they are. But anyway, we move on. They're all in, and the folks who live in this area or this clan, they're worshipping something called Mother Buddha. And they're worshipping this thing this entity or this deity called Mother Buddha. And they're doing the chant. And they're all doing the chant and they're doing a weird hand gesture. And they're doing the incantation to the Mother Buddha. And then the elder asks everybody to submit their names to Mother Buddha. So Ronin must submit her name, and Dodo must submit, I'm sorry, not Dodo, Dodo hasn't been born, Dan must submit, and Yuan must submit their names, but interestingly enough, the elder, the woman, asks Ronin to also submit her daughter's name, which is, what? You don't know that, because as it turns out, 
Ronan is already pregnant with Tauro, and she didn't know it, or she at least they were keeping it from uh, Yuan, who didn't know anything. So they must all submit their names. And, uh, you know, obviously Ronan was surprised, because she had no idea that she was pregnant. So anyway, the, that night, a little later, next scene, uh, this, it gets crazy right away. I, I mean, I, I, I agree. It, it was like a very... I think the pace in here was pretty good. It was still earlier on in the film and they were already doing the ritual thing and there was already an apparition. And I think so far the, the film is doing a good job of keeping the viewer entertained. Yeah, yeah, definitely the chant, like really, really good chant, really like <laughs> enchanting. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you go again with y'all here. Man. Oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it. So anyway, they start doing the chant everybody's chanting and this is this is the night that they arrived and they see well don't forget the reason why they're here in this village rather rather they're in the village because they're looking for the creepy tunnel for their youtube ghost busting channels the forbidden tunnel that they're not supposed to enter ronan we must go we must find the forbidden tunnel that we must not enter oh yeah you're absolutely right the forbidden tunnel is so forbidden that we must not enter it but we're going because we need to enter the forbidden tunnel because it's what we do we're ghost hunters right and Yuan's like, <laughs> I'm just going to draw dicks. <laughs> you two are funny. Please don't be so lovey-dovey. <laughs> I don't like that. That's really weird. Stop loving each other. Can you guys stop that, please? Like holding each other's hands. You guys are being all lovey-dovey and I don't like it. I like, I hate being a third wheel. <laughs> so stop. So the reason they were going there was not necessarily to meet them. It's to explore this clan tunnel, which is interesting for the ghost hunters. Uh, so the night they sit on their way to uh, to find the tunnel, this is when they find the clan members performing a ritual on who turned out to be a little girl. And uh, she has like runes all over her body and you know they immediately um, become worried. Well, first and foremost, they're walking past the chanting group and everybody's chanting all of this stuff. And the little girl discovers them. And they see them. They continue on their way. So they pass the chanting group. And now they're near the tunnel. They went up the stairs. And they find the unconscious girl who again isn't covered with runes. And we don't know why she is there. Ah, but again, it's forbidden to enter there. And so, worried for the well-being of this girl, Ronan has no idea what's going on. She decides that she's not going into the Forbidden Tunnel. And by the way, Yuan, again, being a moron, you know, I get that you want to explore forbidden religious places, but you got to be respectful about it. Speaking as a ghost hunter myself, if you're going to go finding or looking for ghosts, do it in a respectful manner. Because if you respect the ghosts, they're going to respect you. Fuck with a ghost, he's going to fuck with you. Fuck with me, I've... It's fucking with your own life. But of course, Yuan being the idiot that he is. <laughs> we have found the tunnel. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna smash the tunnel door in. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> the door has been smashed. Now we may all enter. <laughs> Come on, Ronan. We sh we must enter the tunnel. Dom, are you in? <laughs> stop being lovey-dovey. Both of you need to stop being so lovey-dovey. Are you pregnant? Really? And you never mentioned this. I told you two to stop being so, so, so. Goddamn lovey-dovey. 
<laughs> but anyway, let's enter this tunnel, the creepy tunnel. And they enter the tunnel. And Ronan stays behind. And we don't see what happens in the tunnel. Not too much. Not now, anyway. But we see later both of them screaming. Yuan does. And then we see Tom's body being carried away by the villagers from the tunnel. We don't know what happened in there because the footage from the camera that they were carrying is not available to us just yet. And as a matter of fact, wasn't the footage corrupted when they were in the tunnel? I don't know that everything was corrupted in the tunnel, but certainly some of it was. Uh, but the camera was available to Ronan. She picked it up. Um, but anyway, now we move back to... We gotta go back to the future, Marty! Marty, your daughter's possessed. No, 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 Marty. Bring her in. Everybody's fine. It's your children, Marty. Your daughter's possessed. So now that uh, we're back to the future, uh, now we see that the camera was still available to, uh, uh, to Ronan, and she has it. And again, she now has uh, Dodo with her. And unfortunately, Dodo somehow gets a hold of the camera. And she sees it. She sees the footage of the camera. We don't know what it is in. We don't know what's in there. But it has to do with this fucking chant. We know it. So while it can be played, not all the scenes are available to her, but some shit is. And eventually Dodo becomes possessed. Or she comes down with some illness and the reason for it is not entirely explained, but we, I think we're given to think that the reason for the illness happens was because she looked at the footage. And when, when Ronin saw that Dodo was looking at the footage, she tried to get her away. <laughs> Dodo, <laughs> don't look at that footage, daughter. <laughs> That's not good for you. Don't do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, mommy. <laughs> I saw the scary footage and I kind of liked it. It was cool. It's not like cool like the teddy bear I had at the kindergarten, but it was cool footage. It was cool chanting. It goes, this chanting is like this. It's like lullaby, like this. I sing, I sing chant in my dreams now. Anyway, so the reason why Dodo now is ill or potentially uh, is going to be ill is because she now has seen the footage. And so eventually, or not eventually, but she now becomes possessed or sick. And uh, Ronin, who gave her away her daughter six years earlier because of mental health issues that probably were related to the events that took place that night. Now her health is also in decline. And we don't entirely know if it's the footage again or because the, the, the because, because taking care of a daughter that she really hasn't taken care of for the last six years is too much work for her. Uh, but anyway, they're both now in like not the greatest mental state. So social workers uh, arrive to take away Dodo because somehow they know. And it's revealed to us later, and I'll reveal it now, that the person who called social services was actually Ming in a video recording footage that he sends to, to Ronan. 
<laughs> uh, Ronin, you might notice I'm not as happy or as cheery as I once was, but I also would like to inform you that I was the person who called social services on you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but now I'm cursed, so I guess <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ronin. I guess you have the last laugh. <laughs> It's revealed to us that it was Mr. Ming, the person who wanted to be a father, but for some reason never could, not explained to us, uh, was the person who called social services on her, right? Now, this happens a little later in the future, but anyway. Uh, when they are attempting to take away Dodo, there's this person, Mr. Ming, who actually feels sympathetic towards, uh, uh, towards Dodo, who, you know, he sees as a daughter, and towards uh, Ronin, who... Yeah, he just, just feels bad for her. So, well, police is chasing them, and, you know, long story short, he's, he's helping them out now. And he now sees that the health is declining. The kid's health is declining. And they bring her to a couple, a master and his wife, to somehow fill, help with this curse that's happening to them. And uh, I guess it's the... I don't know, to, to relieve whatever is to happen to them. I don't know if it's a demon or whatever the case may be. They are attempting to help her. And as they're doing this, the folks at the temple, who are much more mild-mannered, tell Ronan, Hi, Ronan, I'm the master, and I would like for you to not feed your daughter for the next seven days. If you do so, you're risking not only her life, but also our own. Can you please listen to us? And Dodo, uh, Ronan, is like, <laughs> well, I appreciate your help, but seven days not feeding a child seems a little too much. Don't you agree? Hi, this is the master once again, and I would like for you to not feed your daughter for seven days. And believe me, she will be just fine. Seven days is not that much. Uh, you know, when I was a child, I used to go 14 to 21 days with only water. So don't you worry about her. And this is my wife. She has also experienced the same thing. Oh, it is quite all right for you to feel like your daughter cannot eat for seven days. But let me tell you, we have done this with many at children, and then they were always fine. As long as you don't feed them for those seven days, it's very important for you to not feed them. I don't know how much we have to emphasize that you shouldn't feed her for the next seven days under any circumstances. <laughs> well, I appreciate your concerns. All right, I think seven days is doable. We'll definitely go seven days. But um, one question, does that mean I also can't eat for seven days? Because <laughs> that would be a little weird if I didn't have the strength to take care of my daughter if I didn't eat for seven days. <laughs> I certainly can't go seven days without eating. <laughs> I don't think there's any problem with you eating. You may eat. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We will leave now. Of course, the condition does not improve. It takes her away. It takes her away, and Dodo's condition doesn't improve. And she starts looking for doctors in her village, or where she lives. And she finds one, and she knocks on the door. Hello, doctor! <laughs> it's me, I have my daughter. And nobody opens because it's closed, so she's going to a clinic. She drives around a little more in the middle of the rain, a thunderstorm in the night, finding for a doctor to open the door. And finally, a doctor opens the door, lets her in, and checks, uh, checks Dodo and immediately tells her, Ronin, your daughter is suffering from malnutrition. I cannot inject her unless you feed her. Oh, <laughs> thank you for uh, your recommendation, doctor. But as a matter of fact, she has a demon inside her. 
and I can't feed her for the next seven days. Ronin, this is the doctor speaking, and uh, unless you feed her, I cannot inject her and her condition will continue to deteriorate. You must inject her. You must, so. I'm sorry. You must feed her. Uh, I, I understand, doctor. Anyway. It's not working. And now Ronin feeds her, right? Because she, she just feels bad. She continues, the situation of her daughter continues to deteriorate and she hasn't eaten in seven days, not even seven days. I think she said it was three days. She feeds her and now she's getting worse and worse and worse. And now this girl has scabs and just her body is just deteriorating and going into, you know, really state of decay at this point. Now she's losing uh, the ability to walk. And... It's just horrific what's happening there. And so they take the kid back to a priest. But of course the priest has now been killed. And his wife, well first I said priest, but it was his mas the master. He was the priest. And now his wife in this scene is just going crazy and wild. And she's, she's Blair Witching. Oh, that's right. There was a, there was a Blair Witch scene where the, where the woman is pulling off her hair or something and it was, it was kind of creepy a little bit to be honest yeah and the woman is standing over there talking to talking to Dodo and now she's got a little bit of a demonic voice going on I'm sorry she's talking to Ronan Ronan did you feed her we told you not to feed her and because of that and because of that now my husband now my husband is... Now he's dead. <laughs> now my husband is dead. And turns around and attacks. Running out of nowhere. Creepy scene. Oh, that, that, was, that, was the, that was the jump scare. Good makeup on her too. And turns around and attacks Ronin. But of course Ronin survives. And now... That she can no longer count on the help of the priest and uh, and the wife, she seeks medical attention for the daughter, and it turns out that the daughter now had some sort of uh, potentially stroke. I forgot the term they use, but uh, they take her to the hospital, and again, the doctor tells her that he has that she has you know medical conditions, and uh, you know they're trying to stabilize her, but there's nothing that's guaranteed. And in the meantime, Ming is shown trying to figure out more about the religion, more about the footage from six years ago. And so he travels to some location uh, because the runes themselves turn out to be some sort of form of scripture that uh, only a very, very small amount of people, I think as a matter of fact, only one person knows how to translate into anything that would be uh, useful. So he does this religious research on this, you know, esoteric religion, and also at the same time seeks to f to have that footage from that camera professionally restored by somebody because he tried and he just couldn't do it. And while he did do some of it himself, the footage of the tunnel, the tunnel footage is always never able to be, you know, repaired. And I think we know why, don't we? 
That's because I think the camera or the footage is cursed with the chat. And, uh, you know, that's the reason why Yuan and Dom were, you know, went crazy and and they, they, they died, you know. That was kind of sad at the beginning. Yeah, you're right. But now, Ming is starting to show signs of mental decline too. And the reason for it is because the more of the footage he sees, the more he becomes possessed, as we'll find out. And it gets to the point where Ming, again, now I said, talked about this earlier, sends messages to Ronin. And one of the messages he sent earlier, as I described, is the fact that he is the one that told the social workers that Ronin was unfit to be a mother. I'm sorry, Ronin. I'm sorry I had to do this, but you are not fit to be a mother. I was fit to be a father. I ran this entire goddamn institution. In fact, some may say I am a little bit like Frederick Usher. God damn it. Fuck you. Anyway, he sees the footage and now he's also going crazy. And one of the things that happens to you when you see this footage is that you, you know, once you become possessed or go crazy from it, which he was which happened to him because he got the footage completely restored, is you kill yourself. You kill yourself by smashing your head against you know, very very much like, uh, talk to me. Smash your head against something. Well, Ronan, I am sorry. I am sending you the entire footage, uh, even the repair footage of the tunnel. But now I must smash my head on something. So you have yourself a wonderful life and make sure that you say to Dodo that I always cared about her and that the teddy bear that she loved is, is now hers. So goodbye. Must smash my head now. Oh, there we go. Smashing. Smashy, smashy, smashy. <laughs> this is really painful. But I will keep my cheery attitude. Oh, that's kind of painful. Oh, more blood is drawn now. I've drawn blood. Oh, I think one more of these will probably knock me out or kill me. Here we go. Bam. And the last blow, and now he's dead. And now Ming is dead, but he was at the very least able to get the footage distorted, and he sends it to, to Ronan. So now we get a little bit of a glimpse as to what's going on in the cavern of doom or the cave of doom or the tunnel of doom. And we see what Dom and Yuan encountered in there. And at first we see them and Dom and Yuan are talking to each other and they're still not being respectful. We see figurines, mirrors. Oh, Dom, take a look at this mirror. <laughs> My grandmother had one of these, ah, but this one's quite dirty. <laughs> <laughs> my my grandmother, I think she had OCD. She loved to clean the mirrors. <laughs> she also turned them uh, against the wall when uh, when something bad happened. I don't I don't think he talked about his grandmother cleaning mirrors. Are you sure that happened? All right, maybe I'm sensationalizing the truth a little bit here. He did not say that about his grandmothers, but uh, he definitely encountered a bunch of mirrors in there with this unnecessarily cheery attitude. And so they continued through the tunnel. And they see statues, figurines, and eventually they come upon the mother Buddha, who, by the way, has her face covered. And the reason for that is, we find out a little later, is because she is the source of the chant. But let's hop for a second here. 
because the chant itself was not meant to lift the curse. No. Now Ronan reveals to us the real reason for why she asked us, the viewer, to chant along with her. And here we are, like idiots, just chanting along and uh, helping out her daughter. It turns out that when you chant, you're cursing yourself. Oh, Lord, are you telling me that now we're cursed? Well, if you chanted, which you said you did, you goddamn right. You goddamn right. Now you're cursed. The same way Frederick Usher was cursed. You goddamn right you're cursed, just like I was. But this time is a little different. Because if you get other people to chant with you, then the fucking curse just dissipates in strength. So why don't you just go out there in the real fucking world and be a Frederick goddamn Usher and get other people to chant. And the curse will be spread out. And you won't suffer as much from it. Hell, you might live. And that's what Ronin was explained to us in her best Frederick Usher. If you get other people to chant this curse along with you, what will happen is you will spread out the curse to all the people that chant. And so Ronin's idea, or Ronin's plan, was to diminish the curse that uh, you know had taken upon her daughter. That was taken upon. I think you need to tell your brain exercises that game. No, I think I'm fine. Her daughter was cursed, and she tricked us. She tricked the audience. Even though we're a smart audience, we got tricked because, you know, we're smart, but we're also very helpful. We're very compassionate. So we did as she asked, and now she tricked us. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of you out there for tricking you. <laughs> I was just trying to help my daughter. And besides, being a little cursed is not that bad at all. So she explains that to us. Anyway, now they take the mask off the mother Buddha, Ronin and Yuande. I'm sorry, Dom and Yuan. But Yuan is the brave one that actually does it. And he takes the mask while Dom isn't looking. And so screeching noise. And all of a sudden, Yuan is cursed. And he begins to smash his head. And he's killing himself. He's done. He's cursed forever. He shouldn't have seen. She's the source of the curse, the Mother Buddha statue. And Yuan runs out of the cave, which we saw earlier in the movie. And this is the point where mother, where the uh, the clan members enter to retrieve the body of Dam, who presumably is dead, and also the father of Toto. So now Ronan confesses again, as I just mentioned, that she is tricked us. The Buddha is a Goddamn malevolent entity. And when you give it your name uh, with the incantation, it means that you are now fucking cursed. That you're cursed. And I wish she would explain that to us earlier because I didn't quite understand what the elderly woman was saying about you must submit your name to... Uh, you must submit your name, you must submit... Everybody must submit their names, including the daughter's name. So they did that earlier. And again, as I just described, when people chant this thing, the, the curse diminishes. So, Ronin is now, uh, well, unfortunately, Ronin is now just declining in mental health. She just is. And she decides now that uh, the best shot she's got is her, host, her daughter being in a hospital of, of her daughter recovering is potentially finding the source of the curse or really just 
and Captain seeing the curse herself. So she goes back to the village. Back to the village, Marty! I mean, come on, now, it's not, now you're just overusing it. That's just when you say back to the future. Well, you know, it was appropriate. So she goes back to the village, which is now decrepit and empty. She goes up the stairs, and she goes into the tunnel, and she sees all of the smashed things that Yuan and Dom had seen. And she now begins to put things back into place. There was hair there that I didn't describe. There was there were teeth, molars, as offerings, I think, to the Mother Buddha. And she's putting all of these items back to their original location. They were disturbed, I think, by Dom and Yuan. And she finally reaches the Mother Buddha statue, which is again covered with a mask. And interestingly enough, she thought that by covering her eyes, Ronan did, that she would be spared from the curse. I thought so too. So she reaches there and she does the incantation and the chant. And she begins to remove the mask of the Mother Buddha. And the viewer gets to see it. And I want you to see this. I don't want to ruin it for you. Let's... Fuck it, let's try it. The spoiler full review! Oh, you forgot to say that. So she takes the goddamn mask off and it's just this disgusting whole looking thing like where a face and a mouth should be. Looks like a tunnel of endless tiny holes inside and frankly it looks nasty. I didn't like it. It was disgusting looking and maybe that's the point. It was the job. So it's doing a good job. I hated the way it looked. It was disgusting. It's not what I expected. So points for them. Unfortunately, Ronan starts smashing her head. didn't work the blindfold didn't work she's dead she's cursed she thought she could end it by discovering the source of it or by removing the mask or she could end the curse or maybe the idea was to just have the curse be drawn away from her daughter that definitely worked because even though ronin died we moved to footage of dodo being happy-go-lucky she improved she's healthy and uh, I think she was finally able to walk. I didn't mention that after that stroke or that the event that happened to her when she was in a hospital or after the hospital. I mean, right before the hospital. That's the reason she went to the hospital. She wasn't able to walk, but now she's walking and she's healthy and she's happy. And uh, I think what happened was we all took enough of that curse away from her, including her mother. And the film ends. And that's it for this one. But what about the writing? You didn't get this movie already. Well, you know what? Initially, I gotta be honest with you. Initially, the 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 doubling, the translation uh, the, to English really annoyed me. But you know what? Now that I've had some time to muster, we're gonna give this movie a five, a five out of ten. A solid horror movie. A lot of good things that felt a little long, but in the end, I think it's worth it. You should watch it, and maybe you'll have a different opinion about it. Tell us on Spotify at Rick's Horror on all our socials. And thank you again for joining us if you're still here. We really appreciate you. And we'll see you next time on Rick's Rated R Horror Movie Review Show.